What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Hi, Brianna. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm in Philadelphia, so I'm in the hotel. Like, we'll be. I'm leaving like, right after this. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Thanks for squeezing us in. No problem. So how's everything going with the season? Season's going well. We're in second place. Uh, we got a huge win this weekend, which is great for us in the standings. Um, our team is pushing forward, and we our goal is obviously to win the league, and um, I'm really excited about what's ahead, and um, we're going to Houston this weekend, so um, another big victory would be huge for us. Nice. Is it, how is it since you've had some players leave for the Olympics? Like, have you guys had to kind of pivot and switch things up? Um, yeah, I'd say a little bit, but, um, we lost Carly, uh, Kaylin and, uh, Evelyn. Uh, so Evelyn and Kaylin are obviously with Canada and Carly's with the U S. Um, and they've played integral roles with our team. But I think one thing that is cool about Gotham is just the amount of depth that we have. Um, so Didi has stepped up in goal and has had a number of great saves and um, it's cool to learn from her every day and to be challenged by her in 5v5 and then um, uh, Kaylin or Evelyn and Carly are obviously great forwards but Ify and Midge have also um, done great work up top and they're scoring goals and creating assists so uh, we're in good place and we're excited for them to come come back but we're obviously wishing them the best while they are at the Olympics. That's awesome. There's nothing cooler than having a really deep bench and a talented, you know, like everyone on the team can make a difference. And I think that's so awesome that you guys can see that even more, especially now. But um, I was just curious, like, what do you think that you bring to the team? And on the other hand, what do you think that you need to improve on for the rest of the season? With playing time, um, I want to get on the field and feel comfortable and attack the goal. Um, I think one of my best qualities is my ability to create and score goals out of midfield, and I want to show that uh, throughout the rest of the season. Um, I've been playing like the 7-11 in the minutes that I have gotten, and that's been new. I'm learning the position, and um, I'm enjoying it because I get to work with those around me and go towards the goal. Um, actually, in the last game, I drew a red card um, against, uh, against uh, Chicago. Um, I was on a breakaway and the girl took me out. I was actually kind of sad because I was like, dang, that could have been my first goal. But, um, you know, you live and you learn. Um, and I will step on the field next game with equal amount of hunger uh, to score. So um, it was a great ball by McCall. And um, I think the thing that I'm learning the most is just the professionalism and uh, the leadership aspect that you go into the field and you compete and um, you have to bring heart every game because every team in this league is talented and can score at any given moment, as we saw in the Chicago game. So um, we have to put in 110 minutes and, and give it our all because um, it, like, it just takes more than just a solid win. You have to make sure that you're doing the little things on the field to secure real victories. So you didn't get a red card. You drew a red card from the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, no way. Um, wow. That's crazy. Well, it's great that you have that hunger and you have that determination. You can hear it in your voice. Um, do you think any, do you see a difference in yourself on the field now playing in the NUSL compared to college, or do you think you're the same player? Um, I definitely say there's different things. I mean, obviously the speed of play is a lot faster, um, and space is closed quicker because obviously the players are the best of the best. And, um, I'm just, becoming that much sharper because there are things like I could get away with in college that I can't get away with at this level. And 
Um, I want to make sure that I'm constantly sharp and taking care of each one of my touches and um, thinking two and three steps ahead so that I know where I want to go once I get the ball. Um, but yeah, I'm continuously growing in training. Um, our training environment has been amazing. Um, we play through the midfield and uh, all of our players are challenged to uh, contribute under pressure. And uh, I think that's what makes our team special. We're able to hold the ball and dictate the tempo and uh, a lot of teams are having trouble with it. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's so important. Do you think that you're like the way you take care of your body, whether that's nutrition or recovery, do you feel like that's changed since you've gone pro or has that been consistent? Because I've had more time. So like with that, that extra time, I'm like, why not do the little things that I wouldn't have time for in college? So an example is like in college, I go to straight from class to treatment and you don't really only have like an hour before training, but um, I create my own schedule uh, here at Gotham and I can get to the facility as early or as late as I want. And I can go do activation before training. I can go get extra touches. I could go get treatment if I need it. Um, so I really just like listen to my body and uh, make sure that I'm keeping everything um, in check. And I want, it's a long season. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm doing everything possible to stay healthy so that when my name's called, I can go on the field and do what I do best. Yeah, I remember distinctly a lot of players on our team running to class with like ice packs strapped all over their bodies. And then like in class, you'd just be like dripping on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) It was always breaking through the bags. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I want to, I like having that extra time because in college I was worried about like homework or making dinner for myself. And I think that I still have to do that now, but I want to make sure that I take the time to do every step and then be thorough about it um, because that's what makes good from great. Definitely. How do you stay so disciplined in your daily routine? Cause I know some people might see a lot, a lot of extra time as like a way to, you know, just kind of be lazy or just rest the whole time. But like, it sounds like you're really proactive with your time. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know, how do you stay motivated and, and so, and set those boundaries for yourself? And first of all, it's my job now. So I have to take care of my body to make sure that um, I go on the field and can give 100% of my abilities. And um, in terms of structuring my day, I would definitely say that I have three or four hours of the day where I have to give 100% of my energy to this team. How can I show up and put my best foot forward? Um, And I think that starts with the night before. Am I hydrating? Am I... Uh, rolling out and like getting enough sleep um, that's how I can show up and be the best fit for my teammates and uh, for our coaching staff and um, I always want to uh, represent myself in a good way and I want to be a good teammate and I think we have a responsibility to each other to do the little things behind the scenes when nobody's watching so um, I'd say that the discipline comes from my respect for my teammates and uh, my commitment to what we're trying to do and what our goals are for the season. I, I love that uh, one little piece you said, it really starts the night before, you know, setting up your day for success. And I actually just saw somebody post on Instagram about that. And it's something no one really thinks about. It's like how you eat dinner and recover and rest at night is going to impact your morning and the whole day the next day. So it's really awesome that you think proactively like that. And then also it's so cool that you're like, that's, it's a form of respect for my teammates because it's, I'm doing the work, I'm doing everything I can do 
so that I could show up to the field and and play my best for my teammates for the team win. So I think that's just a really awesome thing that you noted. Do you have any hobbies that are non-soccer related? Um, so that's actually like what I'm looking for. I want to find new hobbies in my free time. Um, I've been reading a lot of books, which has been great. Um, and always been trying to explore New Jersey as much as we could and um, also be going to New York City. Um, but as of now, I think that's the next step of growth for me. Um, just finding like my other interests and um, just keeping myself busy outside of soccer because I know like there are going to be hard days um, as a pro and you need to find an outlet to uh, just take your mind off of it and rest and recharge in a way. Um, so finding another way to place that angst or anxiety that you might have. Um, I think it's help. I think it's healthy. Um, books have really been helpful for me in the last couple of weeks. Um, but I'd love to add something else, like maybe like painting or, um, I don't know, like finding new coffee shops, things like that. What kind of books do you like to read? Um, I like every kind of book, um, but like self-help books. So dealing with adversity or um, things about my faith and understanding how to um, be steadfast in the face of adversity. Um, I'd say any, I like, I like nonfiction books as well. I, I don't have like a particular genre that I'm tied to, but I think self-help books are the most beneficial for the season of life that I'm going through right now. Definitely. I feel like that, like there's so many great self-help books out there now. I wish that I had when I, I was in high school, I just didn't know about. And now like the sky's the limit and Kindles are great. Like it's nice that you can like be on the road on like the bus with the team or at a hotel and be able to like read anything that you want and feel inspired. Um, I have a question. I know we talked to you last time about what do you think about the, um, the rules changing with the NIL? Like would that have changed your decision process? Um, no, I don't think it would have changed my decision process. Um, I'm happy with the decision I made. And, uh, you know, I can't really look back. Uh, I think that's what it's about um, in life, making a big decision, sticking with it and being committed to the process. But um, I'm so happy for collegiate athletes because they deserve to be recognized off the field um, because they have dedicated their lives to their craft. And uh, just like anybody else who has a craft in this world, they get to uh, profit from it and I don't see why uh, in the past that athletes have been um, haven't been given that opportunity so um, I think it's huge it's gonna open a lot of doors for a number of people and um, it'll also encourage athletes to think about their brand and what they stand for and I think that's huge even for off the field because um, it's important for networking it's important for um, like jobs beyond uh, college uh, when uh, athletics do end. So uh, I am so excited to see all the partnerships that come from this uh, legislative change. And I just wish all the best to the athletes to get what they deserve and um, to just push more brands, especially small businesses that need the support um, on the local level. I think that's going to be huge. So I'm a huge proponent of it. Do you think that the new NIL rules will help with the transition of athletes who are leaving the sport? Like kind of give them a head start in a sense to figure things out? Most definitely. Yeah. Cause 
I mean, if you're like an ambassador for a company and you get to know the ins and outs of that company, maybe you can potentially work with them after you're done. Because at the end of the day, these are student athletes that we're dealing with. They have a unique set of skills that they're learning um, in the classroom. And if they get to apply that in a work setting um, through the relationship they've created through athletics and uh, name image like this, I think that's an added bonus. So I hope that they'll be able to capitalize off of these opportunities post-athletics. Um, yeah, they could definitely be a game changer for athletes, especially ones that are a little bit more entrepreneur, entrepreneur mindset oriented because there's a lot of figuring things out when you go to start that process and to have to hold off and wait until your sport ends. There's always going to be that weird chunk of time where you're, it's like the learning curve. So I feel like it'll give a lot of people a heads up in that sense. Yes, definitely. So what's been your biggest challenge or obstacle as a professional athlete or as um, an athlete in general? An athlete in general, um, just navigating the ups, and downs of playing your sport. Um, I think a lot of us can become consumed by success and um, we have to find a way to not attach um, our inner happiness to what happens on the field. Um, while it's motivating to win and we should do everything that we can to prepare ourselves in order to give us the opportunity to win. I do think that like failure is part of the process and um, we have to come to terms with that and learn how to fail forward um, and keep a positive mindset while we're going through trials and tribulations. So um, I'd say for me, the biggest challenge is just uh, finding my place um, in the professional ranks because everybody's an amazing player. Um, and um, like now it's like finding the confidence on the field to um, show what makes me special and, um, I want to continue to give my all and take the principles that I learned at Carolina and um, being able to compete and uh, being able to show joy while I'm doing it. Um, I think that's what's going to bring the most long-term fulfillment um, in my career if I'm having fun and I'm chasing greatness while I'm doing it. How did you learn to not attach yourself to like the failures and successes of soccer? Cause I feel like we all, I, I remember being very tied into like, if I had, if I had a bad day at practice, I felt thought of myself as a bad player on that day. And, and how did you learn to like kind of separate the two and not let the in and outs and the failures and the up and downs define how you feel about yourself as a player? Um, I'd say that this is a recent thing and I'm still, working on it um obviously in college i lost two national championships which was one of my lifelong dreams to win um and moving past that and not dwelling on it was a huge learning curve to be quite frank but um i've learned that every athlete fights a thousand deaths and um it's about those who can pick themselves back up and keep fighting and um keep showing joy while they're on the field and um i'd say that the principles my parents raised me on or moved to the next play. Um, so like as a kid, if I lost, I would sit there and cry and have like a meltdown. Um, but uh, once you've truly embraced like the meaning of moving to the next play, um, you get to move on from the losses, take the learning, um, like the lessons that come from that and then apply them 
in the future so that you can have more success. Um, but again, like we're not going to win every game and that's part of it. Obviously we'll strive to do that, but um, moving to the next play and not dwelling on it is the biggest part for me because if you come into a new situation and a new opportunity with a negative attitude, then you're not going to be able to give a hundred percent of your being towards uh, your, what your goals are. Love that. And I feel like we've said this 1000 times on the podcast, but it's all about not sitting there and being like, why did this happen to me? It's more like, what can I learn from this and how can I apply that, you know, to my next game or my next practice. So it's a great piece of advice. Um, and speaking of advice, is there anything that you wish you could could have told your younger self or like any advice that you would give a younger player right now? Um, it's not always up. Um, I think it's, it's easy to think that like people who reach the pinnacle of success like got there overnight uh, because you don't see what happens behind the scenes. And that is very much not the case. Um, and you just have to take it in stride and there's obviously different seasons of life and different seasons of your sport and um, finding ways to be intentional in each of them and um, address the challenges in the ways that fit your needs at the moment, because our perception of what the sport means to us does kind of change over time. Um, And I think when we find ways to, to play for the reasons that we started playing because it brought us joy, because it brought us fun and because we're making meaningful relationships along the way. I think that's what you have to do to allow your sport to flourish over time and um, be fulfilling again over time. And it's something we always talk about too. Like those are the memories that you will always remember and bring with you, like the relationships you made with your teammates and just doing it because you had fun. Like you showed up to practice because you loved the game. And it's just a really nice reminder to players all over. We all need that reminder every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. And is there anything that you wish someone had told you or advised you about before you went pro? Um, I mean, I'd say that there's a lot of ups and downs and changes at the professional rink. Um, like the people that are close to you aren't always going to be around um, because everybody's on their own individual journey. So just taking that in stride and being appreciative of the people who do have a small impact in your life, no matter how long it is or how short it is. Um, and just finding a way to remain level-headed to be, um, to give to those around you um, and to continue to become a better version of yourself every single day. Um, I'd say that uh, in the two months that I've been a professional, it's been a whirlwind, but I'm enjoying it and I've learned a lot of lessons already. And um, I just hope that those around me can continue to push me to become better uh, both on and off the field so um, I definitely say that just taking what happens off the field or on the field in stride and um, just giving people grace around you I think that's really important to making sure that you have a steady journey in the professional way. So true. I feel like when you think of professional athletes, you forget that they also have a life off the field and that they're all going through their own struggles too, personally. 
Um, like I honestly didn't even think of that. Like it really, it's, it's something that I think a lot of us probably don't realize. Um, mm-hmm. And even at the college or at the high school level, you have to remember that and just give everyone some grace. So I love that advice. Gosh, should we finish with some rapid fire? Sounds good. All right. What, what's your favorite pump up song or artist? My favorite pump up song is Dreams and Nightmares. Fantastic choice. Do you have a favorite memory as a pro player? Favorite memory? Um, probably my debut. Um, that, was, that was something I'll always remember, uh, getting to wear my first professional jersey. And uh, that was a super cool. And this one's really important. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> um, I like anything with like chocolate and like peanut butter. So yeah. Yeah. yeah like peanut butter, chocolate chip, ice cream. Um, I don't know. Anything like that. That sounds so good. I would probably say the same. That does sound really good. The other day I went to go to the gym and it was closed. So I just went and got ice cream. <laughs> I, Sometimes you just have to, right? I have to go with the peanut butter, you know? Anything. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. I just gained, you know, 600 calories casually. That'll work out. Um, any superstitions? Um, I have tried to do away with most superstitions just because like not every game day is going to look the same and there are like hiccups in the road. And um, I'd say the only things that I consistently do that I know I can keep in, in my control are um, showering, like look good, feel good, play well. Um, and then um, saying my prayer before um, the game, just that everybody stays safe and that we can go out there and play with joy. Um, and yeah, that's it. And I listen to music on the way, on the way to the game. So those are, are the three things really that I consistently do. I have a question. Are you like the type of player that you, you try and amp yourself up before a game or do you try to like zen yourself into the zone before a game? So I feel like there's two ways that people go with that. Okay. So like I um, will listen to super hype music, but I'm like very chill. I'm not like dancing or anything like that. Um, also, I like before I had to drive myself to game. So like in college when we would take the bus, I would actually take naps like on the way there and I would just like shut off my brain. I thought it was really therapeutic because um, especially like in postseason games uh, where it's like super hectic and you're kind of on edge. Um, I thought that really helped because I wasn't over analyzing every little thing that I had to do um, to have a good game. And uh, I think that could be helpful at the pro ranks when we're on the road um, and we get to be driven to the game. So, yeah, I like to be like kind of then um, coming in with an even healed uh, mood. Love that. Um, all right. And then entirely off topic. Do you have a favorite cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal. Um, I really like birria tacos. Yes. Who's your favorite player to train with? My favorite player to train with? Um, I am very close with Jen Kujo. Um, I've learned a lot from Allie Long. Obviously, she's a seasoned professional. Um, I like shooting against any of the goalkeepers uh Kaylin um so yeah I'd say like those three uh, are great are they all sitting right now with you in the hotel lobby uh no 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 they aren't I was gonna say are um, they putting pressure on you to be like me <laughs> <laughs> no they aren't but um no they're all cool um I've learned a lot of different things from each one of them and um they're all really special in their own ways. that's great um what about teammate that makes you laugh the most 
probably Jen. I hang out with her the most in Fiji. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do you have a favorite team to watch regardless uh, of sport? A favorite team to watch. Yeah. Um, I watch, like, I like Manchester city. Um, yeah. Uh, I like watching them. Um, I like watching my own team play because now we're professional. So I, I'm <laughs> able to, um, you know, cheer for us and have a favorite team in the end of the Um, uh, do you have a I favorite like the Lakers? I was gonna say I like the have... Lakers, the New York Liberty, um, and the Yankees. Nice. Do you have a favorite sport to watch in the Olympics while the TV's been all Olympics? I've only really watched soccer to be honest. The um, just because the time difference, but I do like learning from new sports and seeing things I otherwise would not be exposed to. So, um, I think that's the best part of the Olympics. Uh, unfortunately, like the time schedule is a little bit hard to time, time is rough to. <laughs> yeah the gymnastics always just absolutely blows my mind Love. Like, i can't believe how many flips they can do in there um <laughs> to anyway, me they're the most incredible athletes they, they yeah. truly are they are at, true athletes um what is who is your biggest role model my biggest role model, um, I had, like throughout most of my career, I've worn number eight. Um, I wanted to model my game after Andres Iniesta um, while he was at the height of his career at Barcelona. Um, I would like to dominate like Serena Williams did. Um, that was my goal to be like her um, with respect to like my own sport. Um, and then uh, in soccer, uh, women's soccer, um, I liked Marta and um, Crystal Dawn and Mia Hamm because they were players that I could like vividly remember watching. Mia, not so much. Um, I actually watched the 99 final uh, during COVID because they re-aired it. Um, and I think that was the first time I had played, but I had seen her and met her several times at like ECNL showcases for the ways that she gave back to, to the next generation of athletes is super important in us dreaming to reach the highest level. Um, Crystal Dunn, um, I got to see her at Carolina and uh, she reached the highest honor in uh, women's soccer. And I think that's super cool to see her representing the national team. And then also what she stands for off the field is super important. So um, I'd say those athletes have been huge for me um, in the way that they carry themselves and um, how I'd like to see myself one day. You're definitely going to be a role model to a ton of lady bowlers out there and just athletes in general. Thank you so much. What about if you didn't play soccer, what career would you go into? I'd be a tennis player. But um, actually, after my soccer career ends, I'd love to work for FIFA and um, kind of help the organization move in towards the future um, and become better and offer more women, positions to women and people of color and have the game, uh, have the governing bodies of the game represent all the, all the people that play it around the world. Yes, we need more women in the FIFA administration. We need more, more people of color in the administration. So I would love, I would love to see you as part of FIFA, bringing about some great change. We need younger people in oh, yeah. the administration because everything is, I feel like, just so outdated. Exactly, that's, that's incredible. That what a great goal and dream. I know I don't, you don't hear that often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what is one question that you wish you were asked in interviews more often? Um. Uh, who's like the unsung hero? Um, I'd say my mom, like both my, my whole family has been helpful um, in my journey 
in a number of different ways. Uh, my dad and my brothers have all played um, and have played at very elite levels and they helped me analyze my game and get better during the off seasons when I get to train with them. And that's like incredibly helpful to have your family members be your biggest critics, but also your biggest supporters. Um, but in terms of my mom, like she's watched out hundreds of hours of soccer uh, throughout her, her lifetime. And um, she's gotten to know the game so well. And um, she's driven all over creation to make my dreams a reality. And um, that's something that I could never thank her enough for. Um, obviously, my dad has been huge too. And um, they've been a great partnership and they've traveled all over the world to see me and support me. And I'm so grateful for that. But um, my mom is my unsung hero because she brings a different type of support just because she hasn't played, but she understands sports and she understands how how to navigate the challenges off the field and be there in the ways that I need um, support. So yeah, that's who's my unknown here is the question that I would like, like to be asked more. Love that. Soccer moms for president. Yes. How would you define success? Uh, to me, success is um, setting a goal and uh, using perseverance and grit to get to where you want to go. Um, success can be as small or as big as you want it to be. Um, but as long as you are able to overcome any obstacles that come in your path and um, learn from it and um, apply it as you continue to move forward, I think that's success in itself. Um, success is also um, achieving real joy while, while you're in the midst of something. Um, and taking time to be appreciative of, of being able to step on the field, for example, because that is a gift in itself and being healthy. I think that's success um, because it's not easy to uh, remain healthy after you're playing game after game and practice after practice and pushing your body to its limits. So um, success to me is any little win that you can find and, any um, any step towards uh, where you want to go and um, what will allow you to put your best foot forward every day. So good health, um, little wins like eating a good meal to heal your body, um, getting enough sleep, um, feeling mentally and physically refreshed. Um, those are that is success to me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times we take for granted or we don't recognize those little pieces and it all adds up into being as successful as you can be as, as an athlete and as a person. So it's a great answer. Yeah, uh, and I, the other thing I wanted to add is like we see all the big trophies and that is the epitome of success. But um, to me, success is really found in the buildup towards that moment. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, last question, Rihanna, what's your biggest soccer girl problem? My biggest soccer girl problem is the fact that women's sports and women's soccer don't get as much coverage as they deserve. Um, I think women's sports get 4% of media coverage at this point in time, and it needs to be better because um, as long as media companies and um, other sponsors continue to invest in our sport, we'll continue to, to grow and we'll be able to play pay living wages to all the players that are 
working their butts off day in and day out um, to create a beautiful project on the field or pro- product on the field. So um, I definitely would say the media coverage is my biggest obstacle problem. And what, love- what would you say, what can everyone listening do to try and help with that? Um, buy tickets to games, buy jerseys, turn on the TV, subscribe to um, like, like Paramount Plus, things like that, so that you can uh, be a real supporter and um, taking us time to support all the teams because there's a lot of great players across the league and um, with other women's sports as well. Even if you don't know if you'd like the sport, just turn it on and you might see something you love and you might find a role model on the field or court. So, um, yeah, I, that's what I would say to support these women. Also, like listening to podcasts like these because there's a lot of great um people who support the league and offer insight about um the tactical and technical understanding of what's going on on the field and then also getting to know these players off the field and creating um, a platform for them to be marketable and um to share their beliefs and to share their joy for the game because i think that's what we all collectively hold in our hearts definitely that's an amazing answer and a great way to end. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was great chatting with you again. <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you. We hope we speak to you again in the future. And we're looking forward to watching all of your success. Um, and you have a bright future ahead of you. And just keep crushing it. Thank you so much. Also, thank you for the gear. I'm so excited to um, to sport it all over um, wherever I walk. So You're awesome. Um, I can't wait to repost it and things like that. But thank it's you a pleasure so much. to with all of you. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Anna. Take care. Bye. Bye.